and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one patient page of Talmud every day. The din you hear outside is a thunderstorm of biblical proportion, but inside, here in New York, it is all Talmud all the time. And as we dive into Tractate Beitzah, it didn't take this particular tractate long before it laid on the heavy stuff. It brought out the heavy guns because in today's pages is kind of a philosophical quandary for the ages. Listen to this. Any object, the Gemara tells us, any object whose prohibition is temporary is not nullified even by a thousand permitted items. Since its prohibition will lapse on its own, there is no need to make use of the option of nullification. And maybe it's the rain outside and maybe it's my overactive imagination, but I'm just imagining this scenario of like, you know, a hundred red ping pong balls and then one white ball in the center, making sure that you understand that no matter how uniform, how perfect, how patterned life is, there's always going to be that one thing that dares us to question everything about how we define ourselves and the world and to help us make sense of this passage, I have the pleasure of welcoming to the show Dr. Michelle Waldman Sarna, a licensed psychologist who works with schools and camps and just helps kids and adults make sense of the world. And she's here to help us make sense of this amazing passage too. Welcome to the show, Dr. Sarna. Thank you. It's a really big joy to learn with you and your community. So tell us, this seems like like a tiny little sentence that contains multitudes. What's going on in here? I love this concept because I think so often we look at life in broad strokes and we think of the majority or we make big generalizations. And I think this passage really invites us to hone in on what can be parts of our perception or the way we look at life, the way we make sense of the world around us that can seem like really small, but really can have an outsized effect on so much of how we understand and process the world around us. And I was thinking of the psychological concept of confirmation bias. And that is a way of understanding a thought process in which we come to our world with an idea, with an understanding, with an assumption. And we use that lens to process so much around us. And it means that we can have thousands of pieces of information presented to us at once. But because of that one idea, that one assumption, we can be pre-selecting which parts of information in our orbit we're going to hone in on and we're going to process and we're going to absorb and how we're going to understand and make meaning of that information. And I think during this time of year, when we're reflecting and thinking about becoming our best selves, I think it's so easy to kind of get lost or trapped in our own biases and not really scale back or strip down that even though there may be so many parts of our world or our life around us that are full of opportunities for growth and meaning, that sometimes we might have one bias or one challenging idea or notion or assumption that can just be painting many other things without us really taking 
a moment to be present and thinking about that kind of bias that's coloring everything else. It seems like kind of a really profoundly modern insight for such an ancient text, no? Yeah. Well, I do think that the fact that the Talmud invites us to think about both details, to think about one amongst a thousand, and also to take a step back and then look at the majority also reflects a lot of interplays in our tradition about the individual and the collective. Like when we think of our tefillah during the Yamim Noraim, we're also both approaching God as unique individuals with our whole world of challenges and history and hopes and dreams and gifts. And then we're also like kind of become invisible in this chorus of voices and community, whether it's the people we're praying with directly or the people we're praying for, whether it's the people historically that have used the same liturgy for generations or people all over the world at the same moment in time that are saying these words. So I think this kind of interplay between every individual and also the collective is something that's very familiar and powerful about Judaism. Dr. Sarna, that is wonderfully put. And thank you so much for being our guest. It was my pleasure. Thank you. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Studios. If you enjoy this show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Daf Yomi. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz, and our producers are Josh Cross, Sarah Fredman-Ader, and Robert Scarmuccia. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeonedafyomi. Or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic. And we'll see you again soon. Take One.